I mean, they're the best running back duo in the country, so what's not to love about the Penn State running back room? You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. That is FanDuel.com slash Locked On. My name is Zach Seiko, your host as always. And it's not even a hot take, if I'm being honest with you. Katron Allen and Nicholas Singleton are the best running back dynamic duo in all the country heading into the 2023 season. So this is the running back episode. We're going to preview the running back room, do a review and a preview what those two were able to do, plus all the guys around them. Uh, and then we'll get into some other news surrounding Penn State football, a, an important assistant returns for the Penn State coaching staff, and Penn State just picked up another recruit. Uh, no, not for the class of 2023 or even 2024. How about 2025? discuss the prospect and how it all came together and why it is so important. Nicholas Singleton, Katron Allen, the running back room uh, and the running back room. It, it needs to be discussed because outside of these two is, does Penn state have the depth it needs to remain as competitive, to remain as stout as they were this past season. And we'll answer that here in the, in the first segment, but in, in 2022, it, it was the Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen show. And, it was something that was expected. I said by week four, they they started out against Purdue week one. It was a pretty even split in carries. Kevon Lee seemed to be the lead back. And then Singleton and Allen kind of rotated in as they saw fit. But then a, an injury to Kevon Lee opened the door uh, against Auburn. And then another injury against Michigan. And, and that's when those two really took over was around that week three, week four frame. I mean, in, in Ohio, against Ohio, Nicholas Singleton and one of the games of his life. But what's so important about Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen is the fact that they changed the entire dynamic of the team. And if you're looking for an MVP, there's two of them, and it is Singleton and it is Allen. And there, there's really no debate because they did so much for the entire team just by being as talented and ready to go as they, I mean, they were true freshmen playing as uh, basically redshirt seniors uh, when all was said and done this past season, they took the pressure off of Sean Clifford. That's number one. Sean Clifford didn't have to do everything. He didn't have to improvise. He was allowed to protect himself instead of other times where he had to keep it on the option. He could just say, you know, I trust Singleton or Allen to get this first down to get this chunky yards. He had that option. He didn't have to put his body in harm's way. And the offensive line was much better in 2022. But when you are blocking for those two kinds of caliber running backs, it makes your job a lot easier. Uh, Singleton is able to extend plays to the outside. Catron Allen with the vision to find the holes in the middle. Uh, so when you're an offensive lineman and, and you do the little things, they turn those little things into big things. And allowed the defense to rest on the sideline. Time of possession was key. That was something Penn State didn't do well in 2021. Was time of possession controlling the flow of the game. And that allowed the defense to get the proper rest they needed on the sideline. Because if you're going to play a mini Diaz's defense, you're going to have to fly around and be 100 as close to 100% as possible to be effective. Uh, 
that allowed the defense to be on the sideline, get a game plan together for the next drive they had to stop. Uh, and when you have two running backs that are able to sustain drives, you're able to help the other side of the football as well. Most importantly, and something I'm alluding to here with time of position, possession, Penn State was able to close out games. You, you had the opportunity now to control. They never had this in 2021. You could say, all right, we have a two-touchdown lead. We even have a one-score lead. And Nicholas Singleton and Catron Allen, we can use them to finish out the game. We don't have to – you want to ground and pound. You don't want to put the football in the air. And that's what those two did for the team as a whole. Now, as far as the stats go, Singleton – uh, you know, 1,061 yards for the entire season, 12 rushing touchdowns. I mean, those are better than Saquon's numbers in his first year. And he had uh, Nicholas Singleton also had 11 catches for 85 yards and a receiving touchdown. But uh, because of the double digit touchdowns, a Singleton actually passed Noah Kane for the most rushing touchdowns by a freshman in program history. Uh, and Singleton and Allen together were the first true freshman teammates in Big Ten history with 700 or more rushing yards in a single season. Singleton's going to go down in history with one of the longest touchdown runs in Rose Bowl history, and he had multiple freshman All-America nominations. As for Catron Allen, it wasn't uh, quite the same, but he wasn't too far behind either. 167 carries, 867 yards, 10 total rushing touchdowns himself. Uh, he also, against the in that Indiana game, became the first Penn State freshman with three rushing touchdowns in a game since Austin Scott did it against Kent State back in 2003. Uh, and Journey Brown had three touchdowns, period, against Rutgers in 2019. And by scoring three times on the ground, Allen was able to match that as well. Uh, Allen and Singleton in the Auburn game became the only Penn State freshman to both score two rushing touchdowns in a game since at least 2000. So, uh, yeah, they are some stellar players. So what does that mean for 2023? Well, obviously, they're only going to get better. <laughs> they can only go up. The The, the ceiling, uh, the sky is the limit here. You you already return Nicholas Singleton and Kate Fran Allen. So it is no wonder that Kevon Lee transferred because now we're looking at the running back room for 2023. And, and it's not, I, I want people to understand that yes, Nicholas Singleton and Catron Allen are going to bear most of the responsibility, but there are other people in this room that you need to know about in case their number is called, but I don't blame Kevon Lee for transferring. Not one bit. He's on the same timeline as that. He has two more years of eligibility. I expect both Singleton and Allen to enter the draft. Uh, in in years time, right? They're going to go through their sophomore season this year, their junior season in 2024, and then the 2025 draft. I expect them to both declare and both be first round picks. So they're on the same timeline as Kevon Lee in terms of eligibility. Uh, he can start somewhere else, Kevon Lee. I think he realizes that after being a, a seeing all the reps that he did in 2020 and 2021, he started select games, but he was frequently rotated in as a true freshman. You know, that's got to, it's got to sting as you get older, you, you go backwards. Um, but it, it's hard to deny Singleton and Allen some playing time here for, for this season coming up. Uh, Singleton and Allen should both be considered Heisman contenders. Yes. Uh, Singleton, I think right now has better odds. Allen's not really going to be considered as much, but the numbers aren't all that different. Singleton had a thousand plus Allen wasn't far behind. He was about 150 yards fewer behind uh, than Singleton. 
so they're they're really not all that different. They're just different styles of players. Now, now with that being said, Singleton is the flashy player with the long touchdown runs and, and the track star speed and, and everything that goes along with it. Allen's the gritty player. Breaks tackles, great vision, can somehow turn a minus three, uh, a three yard loss into somehow a three yard gain. That's the kind of runner that Allen is. And Singleton's able to take an eight yard gain and turn it into an 80 yard game. Um, so it, it's nice being able to have that thunder and lightning as people have dubbed it. But ironically enough, this is where it's going to get very interesting because these two players are both complete backs. Do not box them into Allen's only a power back and Singleton's only a speed back. These guys are working to complement not only each other's talents, but what they possess already. So Allen is working on his speed, his burst, whereas Singleton is going to be focused on his vision and yards after contact. Because remember, Singleton couldn't stay up. He was tripped up every single time someone tripped him up around the ankles. And Singleton couldn't break a tackle to save his life this past season, at least early on. But then he's dragging defenders into the end zone. So now they're working towards being those complete encompassing backs. And that's just dangerous for opponents. This is where Penn State's backfield benefits immensely. Saquon Barkley was a bell cow. We know that. Miles Sanders was as well. And running backs before them, Larry Johnson. Nicholas Singleton and Katrine Allen can both be that if they were asked to. They can be the bell cow. They can handle that workload. However, they don't have to. And that is a benefit for both of them. You don't have to put as much tread on the tires. You can both give them breathers. You can give them rest. They can complement each other so that you get 110% every time out of both of them, even though they're going to play that mostly, even if they had that entire workload. But now they don't. That also preserves their health down the stretch of the season so that you can say, all right, we can run Singleton, Singleton, Singleton. Now we can flip to Allen, Allen, Allen. And this only benefits them. This is actually good for their health that they're able to do this kind of rotation. Um, but I will say this. I would like them to get a running back in the transfer portal. I think it's important to add another veteran to get that depth. But uh, it's because like the QB position that I talked about in the previous episode, if Drew Aller were not available, if Singleton or Allen isn't available in the backfield, then I do get a little concerned. I like Tank Smith. I think he's good, but I think there are better options. Tyler Holtzworth is behind him. There's Emil Davis. True freshman Cam Wallace and London Montgomery will be in the depth chart as well. However, Tank's a good veteran, but has his limitations. Holtzworth is gritty, a hard worker. Love that he's on the team, but would never want him to shoulder this kind of workload. And I've heard a lot of good things about Emil Davis. Emil Davis is a freak athlete. I uh, hopefully he can kind of be that player that turns into an unsung hero for Penn state. Maybe he moves up the depth chart because I've heard some really good things about the potential of what Davis can be. Cam Wallace is speedy, but he's not that big. I expect him to use this season as a red shirt year to become more of a division one running back. And then London Montgomery, it's unfortunate, but he's coming off a season ending knee surgery. Don't let the rankings fool you. Uh, he is a four star player kind of masked as a three star because he missed his senior season. London Montgomery, if you're looking for a back of the future after Singleton and Allen are done, it is London Montgomery. I will go on the record now and say that in late January. 
So I, I want them to get a veteran in the transfer portal, uh, but that's just wishful thinking. I don't see anyone transferring in necessarily. They have the depth, and I'm okay if it stands like this, but again, always you, there's room for improvement, and I'd like them to get that improvement. So you have the best running back duo in the entire country. What is not to like when that is the base of it all? It is Locked On Nittany Lions. That is your running back review and preview for the upcoming season in 2023. Dion Barnes is coming back to Penn State. That's the assistant coach. Why that's so important is coming up next and later on. Penn State lands a commitment for the class of 2025. It's better to get things done early. We're going to discuss that all next. Today's episode is sponsored by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, and that is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that is even better. They have so many great features that make betting easy and fun. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. All on an app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. So football fans don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thanks again for making Locked On Nittany Lines your first listen and watch every day. Locked On is heading to the Senior Bowl. Get inside analysis from hosts that covered the NFL's next generation in college and find out which draft boards these players will be climbing. All in one location. All you got to do is subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. That is Locked On NFL Draft. My name is Zach Seiko, your host. I, I want to thank everyone again for subscribing to the Locked On Nittany Lines YouTube channel. Help us get to 900 subscribers, say, uh, before the NFL Draft can continue to talk about men's basketball, uh, heading into, hopefully, the NCAA tournament, and then all the Nittany Lions that are eligible to get drafted when that rolls around later on in April. Deion Barnes, speaking of former Penn State Nittany Lions that were drafted once upon a time, Deion Barnes is coming back to Penn State, and this time he is an analyst. He is no longer a graduate assistant. He had three years to do that. There was the COVID uh, year of eligibility added in as well. Uh, so normally it's two years. This time it's three for Dion Barnes. And I am so glad that he can stick around. James Franklin and Dion Barnes were able to work out an agreement. Uh, this is for at least another year. These are year to year situations. And it cannot be understated how important this move is. Barnes is an assistant that players look up to. Uh, they just, they respond to him. They respect him. He motivates them. This is something that, that I've just gathered from players and other beat reporters that they really like Dion Barnes on the coaching staff. Um, he will, and I think one day can be a very good position coach, and I hope that's at Penn State. We'll see if that all works out because he's naturally a defensive lineman, and John Scott's done a really good job. Or You just you can't just get rid of John Scott to keep Dion Barnes around, so I'm glad they've essentially created a position for him to take so that he can have a better pay and a better opportunity to get more involved with the program. 
Uh, so now he has officially moved into an analytics role and a recruiting coordinator. Uh, and this is very beneficial for Penn State because the rules have changed around analysts on the staff. Uh, you would see all those articles about analysts at Nebraska in particular, right, where analysts were getting too involved with Scott Frost's team. Uh, they were capped as far as how many coaches could be active at practices, uh, who could be involved in dead periods, et cetera. But now those rules by the NCAA have changed. So Deion Barnes can still be very active and even more active uh, in this analyst role. So he'll be at practices more often, and he'll be uh, pretty involved in recruiting as well. Barnes is from Philadelphia. He he helps. He knows how to recruit the eastern side of Pennsylvania, uh, and that's where Penn State has done well. But they want to continue to do better. Uh, they want to just they want to strive in that area. So, uh, simply put. He just gets it as an assistant coach, staff member, whatever he is, whatever role he is in, as long as he is on the Penn State staff, I, I am content with this. He's 30 years old. He went to the NFL. He's a former Penn State player under Joe Paterno. So this is his home. This is where he wants to be. And I've made this clear on this show that I love coaches and staff members who believe that Penn State is the place. It is the place. They're not looking to jump. They're not looking for that next best opportunity. They believe that Penn State is the best opportunity, and they want to maximize their role at the university rather than trying to make it somewhere else. So Deion Barnes, young enough to where he can continue to relate. And, all, and that's the nice thing about this James Franklin staff, including James himself. They all relate to the young players. They all relate to these college student athletes. There isn't a disconnect. But Deion Barnes being you know fresh out of the NFL – he had a short, it was a short career there, but he had a career in the NFL. He had a pretty decent career at Penn State. Uh, he was a former draft pick. He, I mean, Deion Barnes just, he's been able to move on to this coaching role. And at the end of the day, he just, just gets it. He just understands it. I hope that he can be eventually a position coach for Penn State, maybe someday a coordinator as well. That's down the road. We're thinking really big picture here. But as an analyst, um, he'll be able to be more involved uh, and be able to contribute significantly to Penn State. Uh, so he has that experience to pass on to the young players, uh, especially the, the defensive line, the defensive lineman from a Ask Aeneas. I'll cue in Aeneas here. Aeneas Hawkins, a former Penn State defensive lineman. Uh, Deion Barnes is very well liked by not only the defensive line room, but uh, all the athletes that are in that Penn State locker room, uh, and for good reason. It is locked on Nittany Lions. Penn State picks up a commitment for the class of 2025. Um, that's why they say not to procrastinate. So Penn State's getting it started uh, very early. And we're going to discuss who Jalen Matthews is. That is the player that they picked up coming up after the break. Welcome back to Locked on Nittany Lions. Jalen Matthews is the player that has committed to the Penn State Nittany Lions in the class of 2025 recruiting cycle. I... I didn't see this one coming. Uh, even I think even the insiders when it comes to recruiting didn't see this one coming. But Phil Troutwine does it again. He has been 
it, it has been a masterclass. It has been truly a show with what Phil Troutwine has been able to do at the offensive line position. He has made these past few groups in 2021 and 2022 the best of the James Franklin era. He has continued to build the recruiting classes with, uh, look at this one that just came in with 2023, Javen Williams, Anthony Donko, Alex Birchmeyer. And from what I'm hearing, they're not even finished in the 2023 recruiting cycle. They could get another commitment, if you can believe that, for before the second National Signing Day coming up here in early February. But Trout won, got Cooper Cousins in 2024. He's another high-end offensive line commit. And now you have Jalen Matthews in the fold for 2025. This man can recruit like no other, and he's developing that talent as well. He's taking, he's taking above average to good and now good to great. That's what we want to see. But what a way to start the class of 2025. Penn State's now jumped into the top 10 because they're one of the few schools that actually has a commitment. Um, but it's, it's a good start. It's a building block. You started with an O-lineman uh, in the 2024 cycle. You also started with an offensive lineman in the 2023 cycle. You, you continue the trend and you do it again with Matthews in 2025. And What's also rewarding about this is you beat out Georgia, you beat out Miami of Florida, you beat out Ohio State, Tennessee, Texas A&M, just to name a few. Some of the other locals, he's from New Jersey, so Rutgers, uh, you beat out Boston College as well that was calling for his services. Uh, and, and Matthews chose Penn State as early as he did all, over all those other places, and he had visits lined up. Penn State wowed him at the most recent junior day, and now he's in the fold for 2025. So who is Jalen Matthews, right? Uh, so Jalen Matthews is a big-bodied player as a sophomore in high school currently. Matthews is listed at six foot five, 290 pounds. He's a four-star prospect, a top-five consensus offensive tackle in all of the country, and a top-100 player overall. Uh, and obviously this doesn't need to be said, but Matthews is a very raw talent. You know, he's a big body. Uh, he's really grown into his athleticism uh, early in his high school career, uh, but he has a lot of upside and Penn state is getting a commitment from someone that honestly can be better, can get better. This isn't, this isn't his ceiling. Uh, this is just the beginning for Matt, for Matthews's development. By the time he's a senior, I can easily see him becoming a five-star. He's got great strength. He's got solid technique. He finishes his assignment blocks. He just understands the game. The game moves very well for him. He doesn't seem to be confused out there. He plays like a veteran, even though he's only a sophomore. Uh, solid footwork, where I do want to see him improve, and I think this is because of his larger frame, uh, is his quickness. I, I feel like he, he could probably get a better first step and could get the motor going because once he's at top speed, uh, he he's very intimidating, but it takes him a little bit longer to get to that top speed. And, and this is just a first impression from watching highlights. What I see is, like I said, athleticism, nastiness and, and intelligence from a very young prospect. Um, but I, I chalk that up to a larger frame that he will continue to adapt with. Right. Uh, and as I mentioned, Matthews is from New Jersey, uh, an area that Penn State hasn't really recruited all that well as of late. They haven't had as much luck. Maybe this is a sign they can get a better footing in the state and get some more talented prospects out of there, steal them away from Rutgers. And Rutgers has a hard time recruiting New Jersey as well. Um, but Penn State, maybe they can, That this is a door to gather in more recruits from the area. Uh, and hopefully Matthews can be a player that is able to anchor this class of 2025 and recruit for it as well. That, 
the coaches do a lot of, of the heavy lifting and the hard work, but the players, the players matter a lot in this instance to get and continue to build the class. Their, their word it carries more than the coaches. Um, because I know people think that he will decommit, that he's committing early, that, that this is a mistake, that this is a little too premature. And this is an interesting sentiment because Penn State, I can tell you, they probably told him not to commit. Because if you listen to James Franklin talk about Matthias Mega Barnwell, right? Mega Barnwell did this uh, class of 2023. He commit he committed very early in the cycle in for 2023, well in advance. Was one of the first ones ultimately decommitted, and that was because there was a change in position coach. Ty Hal came in as the tight ends coach, and just reevaluated the situation. That was that was the setup there. Uh, but Penn State. They want you to make the commitment and want it to be your last decision. That is the emphasis that James Franklin puts on. They don't, they don't want your commitment. It's just like, well, if something pops up later, you know, then I'll move on. No, they, they want your word and they tell you, go take the visits, go somewhere else. If you are not 107, that's the, that's the saying they're 107% in because of the 107,000 in Beaver stadium. Uh, besides the point. Uh, Penn State and James Franklin want to say, take your visits, and then when you're ready to come to Penn State, then offer your commitment because and and your word is gold. Your word means everything. So I I can almost guarantee you that Penn State, while they are they are excited and thrilled with the verbal commitment, I I kind of imagine that they had a conversation and said, Are you sure? <laughs> are you sure you want to commit right now with your entire recruiting cycle ahead of you? Uh, but James wants you to be 100,000% sure, and I think that Matthews is. Uh, Matthews wouldn't commit like this, especially with the way that Penn State has these conversations with players and their families. He wouldn't commit if he wasn't sure, uh, and that's what we've seen. Players who do commit early in the cycle are the ones that naturally stay because they know. It, it, once you know, you know, and I think that's the case for Jalen Matthews here. So four-star prospect, Penn State fans be excited because they're continuing to emphasize the big uglies up front, the offensive linemen. They want to be able to go up against Michigan, Ohio State, who have those mean offensive lines that, that are able to keep the quarterback upright, and they're continuing that trend now with the class of 2025. Thank you so much for making Locked on Nittany Lines your first listen and watch every single day. Make sure you check out the brand new show, Locked on College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. That is Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. These position groups, reviews, and previews are going to continue. We'll make our way through the offense. We'll go through the defense, and we'll go through the special teams, and we'll see how the news cycle continues to unfold since we are going to get into a little bit of a dead period here with Penn State football. But Penn State men's basketball still in action. Penn State wrestling looking to go undefeated in the regular season. They got Ohio State coming up this weekend, so we'll talk about that and more. All right. Right here on Locked On Nittany Lions.